The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for... The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age. And you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Adam Carlson. He's a longtime member of The Viking Age. He's a fan-sided Hall of Famer Woo! Um, and a multiple-time guest of this show welcome back to the podcast adam thanks for having me you know any opportunity i can get to come talk about the minnesota vikings i'm absolutely in this team they'll always give you something to talk about won't they <laughs> oh my it's been pretty quiet this uh this summer. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about all right so you've been doing a lot of great work for us at the viking age covering training camp and uh, we'll get into some of those things that you've noticed over the last two weeks in a minute but first i wanted to ask you about something else which is justin jefferson went down on friday uh with what at first looked like a scary injury because of it looked like he was in a bunch of pain turns out jefferson only sustained a sprained ac joint he's listed as day-to-day now, Adam, despite it sounding like Jefferson is going to be fine and he'll be ready for the regular season opener against the Bengals, is there any reason for the Vikings to have Jefferson play in any of their three preseason games this year? Is there a reason for him to? Probably. It'd be nice to get him a little bit of experience, get that, uh, get him all warmed up for the regular season, but I don't think we'll see that happen whatsoever. And there's no real reason to do it. I, I was really scared about that that fall because of the way it happened, mm-hmm. but it was like moments later. Uh, do you remember former Vikings lineman Jeremiah Sarles? Yeah, yep. He posted the video or whatever. Yeah, and he shared his opinion. He's like, I've seen this injury a hundred times. Yep. It, you know, and he nailed exactly what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like wow, you know. So this isn't something uncommon or anything. No, no, no. And the fact that with some rest and just taking it easy that things will be all right. That's the best thing of all. But uh, the main thing to come out of Friday's work practices that kind of went under the radar a little bit was Adam Thielen and his absence now, and nobody really saying any reason why. Right. He took the senior or the veteran day off, which is completely understandable. There's no mm-hmm. reason for him to be there for for the veteran day. But now it's kind of a question mark as to whether there's an ailment that's bothering him or lingering with him because we just learned a little bit about Derrissaw's groin too as well being a lingering thing that Mm -hmm. is one step forward, two steps back, as Mike Zimmer says, and that can be a very scary situation. 
Yeah, and you got Michael Pierce too. He's still dealing with the the calf injury that we've heard about, but he seems to be doing okay with that. But yeah, and then I saw I think I saw Thielen didn't really participate in Saturday's practice in in US Bank Stadium. Right. Either and I don't know if that was as precautionary because of what happened to Jefferson or or it is because he's hurt. Um and when you've got no no Jefferson, right. no Thielen, BC's right. gone for the year. Westbrook's still healing up. Yep. The wide receivers at US Bank Stadium for that Saturday workout was uh <laughs> A little ways down the depth chart. It was uh, it was Irv Smith and uh, Tyler Conklin, pretty much. <laughs> uh, now, now Rams head coach Sean McVay recently said that quarterback Matthew Stafford will never play in a preseason game for the Rams as long as he remains the head coach. Um, but is this something you think that maybe the Vikings should consider with someone like maybe Dalvin Cook or someone else on the roster this year that has a, <laughs> a history of missing games due to injury? This is going to be very different this year because, I, as I've said before over on uh, the Pro People podcast, which I do each week, I don't know if how this is going to be structured for the preseason because normally dress rehearsal or whatever. Yeah, where the dress rehearsal is going to be because you kind of have to have that last game to be your chance to throw darts to the wall and get what you can out of your unknown players yeah. to, for those final cuts. You, you've got to have that game. Yeah. So that probably makes number two the dress rehearsal, which I'd be fine if Cousins just came in and did one drive and left. Right. As long as that drive was somewhat successful. If they move the ball a little bit, good. Call it call it done. I feel like a bunch of these guys are probably going to – they might suit up for like the preseason game and they might be on the field for a little bit, but I, I doubt like Dalvin's going to get his hands on the ball or something like that or – or Jefferson would get like a bunch of targets. I feel like they'd try and just you know let him go out there, go through the motions, and then get him off the field without you know getting hurt. Because they got seven, they got an extra game to play this year, so they got to make sure right they can last seventeen games. Plus, if they make the playoffs, that's another you know game or two or even more. And plus, plus keeping Kirk well. and uh, Delvin off the field to give him more of a chance to look at the the players at those positions down the depth chart a little bit right. because. Uh, it, Right now, it's pretty much wide open as to who the Vikings are going to be looking at if they do keep a, a quarterback to put on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they've got the running back competition, which shouldn't be too much of a competition. The only real question they should have at this point is whether or not there's a reason to bring Amir Abdullah into the 53. Right. Um, all right, so let's just get into some, some Vikings training camp talks. We could talk a little bit about it already. Um, the Vikings have now had what ten training camp practices so far. Yes, and they'll have uh, they'll have a few more before their first preseason game next Saturday against Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos. Um, you've been doing the recaps for us here at the Viking Age. So who are who are some of the guys that have stood out to you maybe the most during training camp so far? First off, I got to give a shout out to the Vikings beat reporters. They're oh, doing a yeah. fantastic job sharing every, every little piece of information from camp. And I moved back to Michigan from down by St. Paul. So yep. I don't have firsthand access to a lot of right. the stuff that I used to have. I used to be able to go to training camp mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. So this year I'm relying a lot on their viewpoints and trying to interpret it my own way. So shout out to Courtney Cronin, Chris Thomason, and all those that are working hard to bring us that in. A lot of the smaller bloggers too are, are doing, posting a lot of stuff that's become useful too. I've seen a, a couple new people 
um, just uh, follow, just posting stuff like videos and, and clips and stuff that's, that have been helpful as well. So shout out to them too. Uh, as far as what my biggest surprise is so far is I never would have put money on the emergence of KJ Osborne. Yeah, right? The fact that he didn't take the field for a single offensive snap last year, <laughs> and then this year he's coming out and he's giving the Vikings a really good reason to give him a lot of playing time. It's really eye-opening, and I, I don't want to say it's a great opportunity for him since Olabisi Johnson you know, towards ACL, but mm-hmm. this will be a chance for him to take on a bigger role and show that, okay, maybe he's not just here for special teams. Yeah, well, he... He didn't do too well just on special teams last year. So no, so he's probably like, he's got to show his value somewhere. Yeah, he's probably like, all right, I gotta like, I gotta get better at receiver because special teams didn't work out for me, you know, so well as a rookie. Maybe it can be better, you know. Maybe he gets another chance to to do that. We maybe we'll see in the preseason what their their plans are for that. But yeah, there's him, and then maybe another guy I was really low on yeah. was Cameron Smith. Okay, yeah, coming into this year and. This year, it sounds like he is fighting and he's looking to grab one of those starting jobs. And I'll, I'll be honest, I thought previously that he looked a, a little slow out there. Yeah. And for I, I'm, I'm a fat guy, so me calling someone slow <laughs> is stupid. But by NFL standards, you know. But this year, he, there's that fire back in him. He looks yeah. like he's ready to go. And maybe it had something to do with his health previously. And now that he's had his procedure and he's back and maybe he's got some confidence he's feeling good but he seems like a little bit of a different player and having him being the starting linebacker in the base formation which let's be honest the Vikings rarely run base formation as it is but to have him there and then situationally putting DJ Wanham at linebacker like they've been doing in camp that is going to be really really interesting to watch because not only are they inserting Wanham in practice situations where they want him to get after the quarterback, right. now they seem to be putting him in there when when they're having him drop back in coverage. And hmm. so far, he's not looking too bad. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was just going to ask you: Are there any new new wrinkles either on you know offense or defense that the Vikings have been experimenting with? And it sounds like DJ Wanham is at least one of them. You know, playing him at linebacker. Are there any other ones that you've noticed? Well, of course, we've had the the linemen move around a little bit, whether it's you know, from right guard for Ezra Cleveland to left guard or yep, yep. Oliudo from offensive tackle to right guard, yep. which the, the Vikings offensive line coach has been really excited about both those moves. And he's even been comparing the move for Udo to Brandon Sheriff okay. when he moved right. inside. So right. we all know that was a pretty successful yeah. <laughs> move there. And honestly, any chance you can get to put your best players on the field in a place where they can succeed is going to be great. I, I I know that a lot of Vikings fans are high on Udo for a while. I didn't see him as being a high-potential offensive tackle player. Right. But once they moved him inside, he, a lot of that dancing bear responsibility is gone, and now yeah. he seems to be very comfortable in his new role. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of Vikings fans were... Uh, we're, I think we're, a lot of us were guilty of hyping up Drew Samia last year as well, <laughs> right. and uh, we know how that turned out. So you know, we gotta be we gotta be careful with that hype. Maybe maybe Udo can uh, prove prove us wrong, but it sounds like he's 
maybe in the lead for the the right guard spot, or at least might get the the start in the first preseason game um, to see how that goes. Um, what, what about? I've seen I've seen clips of the Wildcat uh, being out there. Oh that, boy! Do you, do you think that was more of just because Kirk Cousins wasn't there? Or do you think that's something uh, maybe they're trying out to see if it'll stay? Well, Mike Zimmer did say that it could be something we see the Vikings pull out during the regular season, and. Uh, of course, Mike Zimmer isn't going to come out and say, "Yeah, we're going to do this." Yeah, it's it might be something they were just messing around with, but I don't see Mike Zimmer or this new offensive coordinator coming in and just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks. I just don't see that. So I, I think this could be something that they see happen because getting the ball in Delvin Cook's hands as early and often as possible is probably going to be a very good thing this season right but again i don't like trickery a lot and anytime there's a chance that a lot of things can go wrong i i just i I get nervous (laughs) i i hate when there's a turnover on a trick play when there could have just been a halfback dive up the gut you know yeah you gotta get creative though i think the amount of uh i guess trick plays that that maybe Kevin Stefanski had, I think was a, was a good amount. And he didn't like, that was a good balance. Yeah. He didn't go too crazy. He didn't have like, you know, the center carrying the ball or anything like that. Like he, no. he just had some simple, you know, some nice end arounds and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy stuff. And I think, um, Clint Kubiak can do probably something similar, uh, with that amount. But I mean, isn't the, isn't the wildcat like Mike Zimmer's dream offense, just running the ball like the whole <laughs> Who needs time? a quarterback? Yeah, that, that's got to be, or the triple option, I guess, would probably be his dream offense with like Jarek, because Jarek McKinnon used to run that when he was in uh, college. So I, I'm, I'm guessing right. probably, Zimmer would probably like that. Uh, but one thing I don't want to see is I don't want to see Dalvin Cook attempting passes. No, 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 no. No, not even, not even if it's like on the one yard line. Just, yeah, either take it yourself or hand it off to Madison. It's nice having those two running backs there, but <laughs> yeah, don't don't turn that into a passing play where they try to get Kirk Cousins a receiving touchdown. No, we don't we don't need that. We just just have the quarterback throw the ball. Um, <laughs> right. I think you mentioned some guys, but have have there been any real surprises with anyone during Vikings camp, either good or bad? Um. The big surprise for me is that I haven't heard Mason Cole's name once. That's probably good for him, though. I don't know if that's good or bad. Usually it's good if you don't hear an offensive lineman's name. But when you're hearing the praise for Uliotu and uh, a lot of these other guys right. like Cleveland, and it's just odd because I figured he'd come in and he would be the guy they'd pencil in and tell someone, surpassed him on the depth chart instead he's not even getting reps with the first or second team oh wow and for what they traded for him you'd think that he'd at least be a rotational backup guy and maybe they maybe they've seen what they have seen with him and feel comfortable with him Mm -hmm. enough to where they're not inserting him in but I'm, i'm not really understanding what's going on with him so far this year, especially with the troubles the Vikings have had with depth at the offensive line, especially in the interior where he can play every position. It's just that alone has been kind of confusing to me. What about um, some of the rookies? Has there been anyone that's kind of stood out more than anyone else? 
Uh, well, that rookie running back, Kenny, he's been just... There's a video of him taking the ball and going to the edge yeah. where it just showcases his acceleration and speed. Yeah. And they've already kind of been using him a bit on kickoffs. They kickoffs for the first time on Saturday. Yeah, yes, sure, yeah. And he was an absolute bolt of lightning. So really? if they can use him there and have him on the roster as the running back three, if he can get past Abdullah, which I, I think he will, because yeah, the, the Vikings pounded the table for him at the draft. The running backs coach yep. did. Yep. So I, I don't see him not getting opportunities. And he's real raw, too. Like, he's got speed, but he's got, you know, in like a couple of years, he could develop some, some other, you know, like, I don't know, moves. And as a return man, you know he's got some vision. Yeah, and if he's, you know, able to stay healthy and stuff, he could make, you know, someone like Alexander Madison probably expendable, and he could emerge as the the number two guy behind Dalvin Cook, depending on, you know, Cook's still here. Yeah, that could be a money-saving method, too, by Minnesota, just to have that running back come in, and he'll still be on a rookie deal when Madison ends up moving on, and they won't have to put down a a chunk of money for him if Madison ends up having some decent seasons here in between. For sure. Um, So let's see. From what you've what you've seen and read so far, um, I don't know if you b- would be able to figure this out. But who would you say maybe has the lead to be the number three receiver for the Vikings? I know this is a position that a lot of people are con- not maybe concerned about, but but have their eye on heading into the season. I still firmly believe it's going to be Westbrook. Oh, you do? Okay. They're, they're easing him along. They haven't put him in. So it's hard to know where they have him on the packing order right now. Right. But just based on what he's been able to establish in Jacksonville and how careful they're moving along with him after seeing the injury to Jefferson, the injury to Johnson, uh, whatever's going on with Thielen, I have a feeling they're going to bubble wrap him for a little while and just take extra, extra special care of him now. Yeah, it's ACL, so it's not like usually and sometimes if guys come back early from ACLs they end up having injuries elsewhere you know we've seen Delvin Cook uh when he came back from his ACL he got I think he had like a hamstring injury that was kind of lingering yeah. for that first year back we saw Mike Hughes when he came back from his ACL he wasn't really the same kind of player so yeah I think the Vikings especially yeah you mentioned Jefferson going down they're probably like uh it's not let's let's, let's not rush these guys we got a long season let's let's kind of ease them in I mean, you can like BB. You can enjoy the potential that you've you've seen from some of the others, but yeah, it's just you you need to have something kind of established there, yeah. or a hot, really high potential player. And as much as I've enjoyed having some of these other Vikings wide receivers on this team, it's not quite there yet. I, I the jury's still out on Smith Marset. I'd like to see yep. him a little bit more in the offense and see make sure that he's kind of lost his dropsies from college or at least has been working on it. Right. But yeah, I mean, there, there is some reason to be excited about these new faces. And honestly, even with BC Johnson, I'd probably be a little more con- little concerned still, but I don't know. I, I've, I've been pounding the table way too long for Westbrook, just not to have him come in and, and make some kind of impact. He's already seems to be, the team's punt returner. He's been working on that all year so far, okay. taking reps on the sideline, making those those catches. And 
let's be honest, last year even hauling in a punt is, was a bit of a <laughs> chore at times. Um, who's who's the guy? Is it, oh, I know who it is. It's Dan, but I can't pronounce his last. Is it Chisna? Chisna. Um, I've seen uh, that he's been he's been getting open and stuff, but I guess he's struggling with that whole catching thing as well. Uh, this summer is that what you, you've heard as well from what you've you've read and seen so far? Yeah, I've read that he's had some troubles even in red zone drills. But uh, let, let's be honest here. He's not there to be a wide receiver. He's there to be that gunner on special teams. <laughs> and in emergency situations, they might plug him in. But I still even see a tight end going in the game before he does on offense at times. Unless I need someone to just take the top off and off off, off defense. I hate that the Vikings have a roster spot for a gunner. Like that's <laughs> there's no need to have someone on there just to be a gunner. I think, and I don't even like. Was he? Did he make so many tackles on on the punt return unit last year? Last year that you know they need to have him on there. I I know he's fast, um, but you know so are other guys. They can they can be gunners as well. I don't know. It just just bothers me. Um, so. KJ Osborne, he's been getting a lot of hype in training camp, but you think right. Westbrook will will emerge? And I could see that because I I, I remember last year, you know, people were kind of low heading on Justin Jefferson heading in uh, uh, the season, and, and BC Johnson, you know, he opened the season as the number two guy, and then right that obviously flip flopped after two weeks. The Vikings were like, <laughs> all right, no, we're not gonna do this. So I could see maybe the Vikings kind of maybe not getting as hyped about someone performing as well in, in training camp, like maybe a KJ Osborne and going with someone who, who does have that more experience in an offense, especially since Osborne, like you said, hasn't played a snap on the offense, but you know, Osborne can get his, his, uh, his snaps. I'm sure they can work him in early in the season. See, oh, if, sure. see what he can do. Um, but I think, I think Osborne's probably, it'd be a surprise right now at this point, probably if he, if he was cut, don't you think? I'd be surprised, yeah, especially with the injury to BC Johnson. Yeah. I think he's secured himself a roster spot because he does play special teams as well. Yeah, and if you can load up that team, the special teams, the speedy guys right. that can that aren't afraid to tackle and have some potential on offense, yeah, you, you keep that guy on a roster, even if that means keeping six wide receivers. Which is crazy because heading into training camp, everyone like kind of kind of had him as a lock to be cut. Um. Just because of how how he did, he wasn't involved in the offense, and he didn't do too well on special teams. And you know, amazing what a couple weeks of <laughs> good training camp can do do for a guy, especially when they're putting him on you know the the first team offense in the three wide receiver sets. Well, I don't think anybody really saw enough from him to get excited about him. I think that's right. the problem. Right. Well, yeah, they didn't have a preseason last year, so they couldn't even do. They we, we couldn't even see him before the season. And we are going to see him this preseason, and I think it might be a little bit eye-opening to fans who haven't, who aren't really as sure as to what kind of player he is and what he can do on the field. Right. All right. To get you out of here, I would just like to know what were your thoughts when you saw that the WWE had decided to release Bray Wyatt? Oh man! See, this is one of those situations. <laughs> Where I loved Bray Wyatt, all his characters, mm-hmm. and he played them all so well. Mm-hmm. But once they ended up dishing his gimmick off, which I, I like Alexa Bliss a lot as well, too. Yep. She's been doing a, a very good job with the material. But once they handed the, the gimmick off and once they had him 
burned alive and everything. And <laughs> it's just for the money that they're saving. We talked about this last time, how, how I think that they're really just trying to, to trim that budget down right. so they can look like a very profitable company. Because mm-hmm. as I said before, I, I still think they're trying to sell the WWE to NBC. I still think that's the main goal. They've cut and a lot of people. Yeah, especially even over on NXT, I think they yep. they cut eleven this yeah, weekend. Did. Yeah, they're just, they're letting them. They're letting and them one go. of them was Bronson Reed, who was kind of a little bit of a pull. Yeah, he was just. I think he was just getting ready for the main roster or something. That's what I read that they were getting him ready to to come up. But this is one of the dangers when you have a bigger contract. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, we even see it in the NFL when players sign big contracts and. I won't say that they don't live up to them, but they don't exceed that value. There's always that that buyer's remorse sometimes that causes them to get cut, especially if there's no guarantee. So I, I know that the American way is to try to get paid everything you can and, and squeeze the orange dry as much as possible. But a lot of that has come back to just really haunt some of these wrestlers and, and even football players that sign these mega deals. And then they just end up being cap casualties. And it's with what Bray was making, he was one of their top pays for a while. Yeah. Yeah. When they looked to trim the fat, they saw him and, and they, they released him. And I, I do think it's a mistake. And I do also believe that not enough was done to get him some of the mental help that he needed right. at the time. And maybe that had something to do with his release. But I'm hoping that some other organization it doesn't have to be AEW. it could be you know impact or ring of honor or whatever i would love to see them pick up bray wyatt and bo dallas and just have fun with that and make them a family kind of thing because that's been working with the roads over in AEW. the roads family they made that a neat little thing and i don't know why they couldn't do it with with bo and bray yeah, I'm interested to see where he goes um, because I think I think part of the problem, and it's kind of been this way with a lot of maybe wrestlers who kind of have a gimmick in in WWE, is that like I feel like someone they do so well maybe in NXT, and then they come up to WWE, and somebody gets their hands on it and tries to kind of <laughs> change and take control and put right. it, present it in a way that they want to do instead of what was working. Um, and I think with Bray Wyatt, if he's able to get more of his own creative control wherever he goes, I think it could be really well. What I will say is, I think a lot of kids are going to get more sleep at night uh, by not having to see that scary mask. That he, <laughs> that is this, that is by far the scariest character. I feel like like scarier than the Boogeyman. I mean, maybe not the Undertaker because when you're little, the Undertaker is just so right scary. or Kane. They but take that, Bray away, they bring back Cena. Kids will be happy. Yeah, like that That mask was so... And especially when he came back and he was from like being burned alive or whatever and like his hair is all burned off. and It was just... It was very frightening. But I feel like it had a lot of potential, much like a lot of things that the WWE has been doing recently and then it just kind of falls flat. Like there hasn't been... Like Roman Reigns, I feel like, has been the really the only thing recently that has kind of done well that they've been working on for a while there's some other things too but they don't stick of, with things long enough for them to no, really be great yeah. i was enjoying the monday night messiah seth right. rollins yeah yeah and now they've kind of dropped that as well and, and the hurt business yeah yeah although 
I don't think that his match with Goldberg is going to be a five star match or anything. <laughs> but I am looking forward to seeing these these big muscle bound guys smashed together. And yeah. I hope it's not a big just squash match like they they did with the fiend uh, it, it's that was the start of his downfall right there yeah they had that's the thing too they presented him as like this scary unbeatable like like immortal or whatever yeah, and then right and before then he, that they had that match with seth rollins where he ate so many finishers and yeah he made him right just unbeatable and then yep. they just had him lose so they, fast they had him lose clean they didn't yeah. have like any like crazy finishes or anything. They just had them lose clean, and it's like, like what are you, what are you doing? Um, so. It reminds me of what they just did with carrying cross. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> and people are like, what? Well, now he's gonna come back and have like this this rivalry. And WWE debuts him without Scarlet. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like, part like of the I'm, draw like there. I, like I said, they do things well in NXT, and then they get to WWE, and they're like, nah, we're gonna do it our way. And they like, take away his flashy intro, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that intro is part of the appeal of him. That's what's kind of brings the fans in. Like when you go to a Vikings game, I, I know they don't always show it on TV, but the, the intro. intro is when they line up the the big, you know, fire breathing dragon things that yep. shoot the fire in, and they play like awesome oh, music, yeah. the Zeppelin, and it, it's just a, an amazing time. It gets your blood pumping. You get that energy moving. Yeah, there was none of that. No. Yeah. They uh, it's a uh, it does kind of feel like they're kind of just mailing it in sometimes, and they are getting ready to set, getting ready to sell. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. That's all I've got for <laughs> today. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Adam? I am at MN Viking Zombie on your Twitter machines, or you can go on over to Twitch, where I've been doing some movie reviews lately. I'm doing one a little later tonight, which I don't know if this will be out by then, but. You can head on over to my YouTube channel and watch it later if you want, because all the old episodes will be over on my YouTube channel. It's the same MN Viking Zombie. But we're doing a classic horror film, the Netflix movie, doing a review of that, and that should be a lot of fun. But yeah, always hit me up on Twitter if you like. Also, Instagram. Some, a lot of pictures of cats over there if you, <laughs> if, you like, if you like cats and maybe a selfie sprinkled in once in a while. That's go. what I do over there. All right, go follow him. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.